Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you're not a malicious soul, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by NT Engineer. Manager said he couldn't give me Sundays off, then was forced to give me Sundays off. I was a teenager, under 18, and working for a fast food joint, and was tired of going to school five days a week, then working both weekend days. It just felt like I never had a day off to do anything, so I went to my manager and asked them to stop working me on every Sunday, that I needed a break from time to time to relax. The manager said no problem, and then the next Sunday I had the day off, but then, every Sunday after that, I was scheduled again. So I talked to the manager again and he said that he needed me and that as long as my availability showed that I was available on Sunday, I needed to work Sundays. So cue the malicious compliance. I went and filled out a new availability form indicating that I was no longer able to work on Sundays at all and I filed it with HR. I knew that all their scheduling was done on a computer and once I changed my availability, they wouldn't be able to schedule me in the computer anymore. My manager immediately noticed and had a talk with me, asked me why I'd done it, and I told him, and he was just mad. So then he said, well if you're going to do that, then I can't guarantee the 28 hours a week you've been getting, the max a person under 18 could get at the time. I said fine. So the next week the schedule came out. I was off Sunday, but only scheduled for like 3 other days totaling 16 hours. Then the next week came out. And lo and behold, 28 hours, just more days during the week, which I was fine with, ended up being that I worked 28 hours a week every week after that, because we were always short-staffed. Once in a while, the manager would ask me if I could possibly work a Sunday to cover someone, and unless I had plans, I would. But other than that, I had every Sunday off while working there. Would you guys agree that any job like OP's that's in like the retail section deserves a weekend off? It doesn't have to be exactly Saturday and Sunday, but just two days back to back off per week? Or do you guys feel like that's just unrealistic to expect or achieve? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is by ScarletAbsol13. Take my issues with the schedule up with the store manager? Okay. I work in the stock slash dairy department at a supermarket, and for context, because my store is a union location, every worker at my place of employment submits an availability form denoting when they're available to work that managers must adhere to when making the schedule. So a few years ago, my department got a temporary manager. Our normal manager had taken a temporary job in the company's corporate office that was going to last a year. In November and during the holiday season, he followed everyone's availability forms. However, come January, he started scheduling most of the crew outside of their availability. At first, no one really had any issues with the scheduling changes since it was stuff like switching a Monday shift to a Wednesday. But then he started doing things like scheduling some of the high school students on the crew to work 12 to 5 p.m. shifts on weekdays. 
ignoring all day-off requests, forgetting to file vacations in the computer system, and he even scheduled a 16-year-old to midnight to 5 a.m. shifts because he wasn't used to having workers under the age of 18 on his crew and forgot that minors can't work overnight shifts. For me personally, he started scheduling me on Tuesday nights, which was an issue for me since I had college classes until 9 p.m. So after a month and a half, I submitted a new availability form, writing on it that I had school until 9 p.m. on Tuesdays, and for two weeks my schedule was fine. But then he started putting me on Tuesdays again. When I asked him about it, he shrugged and said, you're going to have to take that up with a store manager because he's been making the schedule. And he used that line on anyone who tried to confront him about the scheduling issues. One day, about a month or so later, I had been called to the manager's office for amassing five no-call, no-shows the previous month, and I was facing a write-up at the very least. I decided to take up my manager's advice. So, after explaining that I was scheduled on Tuesday nights for nearly three months, when I had explicitly told my manager that I couldn't work Tuesdays because I had no school, I also explained that while I did try to call, I would always have to hang up after being on hold for upwards of 25 minutes because class started. The store manager asked me, well, did you talk to your manager about it? And I told him, well, he told me you were making the schedule and that I'd have to take it up with you. The store manager leaned forward in his chair and said, interesting. Well, I made the schedule for two weeks at the beginning of last month, but that was it. Did you have any issues for those two weeks? And I responded, no, those were the only two weeks my schedule was normal since the beginning of the year. And I'm not the only one who has been having scheduling issues. He's been doing it to everyone. Every time someone asks him about it, he tells us to take it up with you and there's nothing he can do about it. The store manager nodded and said, thank you for bringing that to my attention. I'll talk to him and the rest of the crew and we'll work things out. Don't worry about the Tuesday shift and I'll get rid of the no call, no shows in our system. The aftermath, the following week, everyone in the department was back to their normal schedules. And a week after that, that manager was sent back to his usual store and we got another temporary manager who followed the availability forms to the letter. OP definitely maliciously complied by talking to the store manager about it, but uh, they sure did take their sweet time getting to that point. You would think after like one or two no-call, no-show situations that they would seek out this upper manager and be like, why are you doing this to me? Because apparently it was supposed to be them the entire time, right? This next story is by Bally's Diacier. Schedule me for evening shift? Make certain you know what you're doing. A couple of recent stories reminded me of something that happened way back when. I was a teenager and had a job at a hotel as a busboy in a coffee shop. We had about 95 seats. And on a Saturday and Sunday, we would do about 400 covers. It was busy, but I was good. Afternoon, things would slow down, so I would jump into the dish pit and help them catch up. One Sunday, the back of house manager and the general manager were having lunch, and they called me over. They asked me to take the next Saturday's evening shift in the dish pit. I reminded them that weekends were pretty busy, and they would have a problem if I wasn't bussing on breakfast. They told me that they would get someone to cover bussing, but they really needed me in the dish pit that Saturday night. I agreed, but told them that I would need to leave at 11 p.m. on the dot, as I relied on public transit to get home, and there was no way that I could work late. They said no problem, and we had a deal. I showed up at 3 p.m. to absolute chaos. Guess who they had covering bussing? That's right, the dishwasher. The pit was absolutely stacked with dishes. 
and that I found out why they needed me on that shift. Banquets and the coffee shop used the same glassware, plates, and cutlery, and there was a massive banquet going on upstairs. When I got there, the cook line and the banquet crew were going nuts, prepping and setting up tons of centerpieces, place settings, and that sort of thing. We had busing carts, and the banquet crew was loading them up and running them up the elevators to the banquet hall. It was pandemonium. The back of house manager kept yelling at me, I need more forks right now! And I was fishing through the dozens of bus pans from day shift trying to get him the stuff he needed. It took a while, but I managed to get it for him. I took it with a grain of salt, since he was actually a pretty good guy, just stressed to the max. Finally, the banquet stuff all went upstairs, and I could clear the backlog. It took me until about 8pm. Then, nothing. There was about 400 people attending this banquet, and occasionally I would see a member of the banquet team come down, and I would ask them where the dish carts were. These guys treated me like crap, and snapped that they would bring them down when they had the chance. Sure enough, it was about 10pm when the parade of banquet bozos started wheeling card after card of dirty dishes in by the pit. There were tons of them, 30 or 40 at least, and none of the bus tubs were sorted, it was just all tossed in. They weren't even scraped into the trash, there was leftover food on lots of the plates. Just before 11pm, I see the back of house manager talking to his crew, and I went up to him. I was really pissed off. What the heck am I supposed to do here? I asked, gesturing to the carts. Wash the dang things, he snapped back. I said there's no time, I leave in 15 minutes, remember? They say, well, you'll just have to stay late. I say, I can't. I have a bus to catch. If I miss it, I miss my connection, and that's the last bus. So no, I'm leaving, and I told you that last week. He starts getting irate, and I just took off my apron and left without a word. The next weekend, I arrive for my busboy shift, and I get called into the general manager's office. The back of house manager was there, and the general manager's asking me why I abandoned the dish pit in such chaos. As it turns out, nobody on the banquet crew would work the pit, and in the morning, there was nowhere near enough dishware and cutlery for the coffee shop. The dishwasher they had covering took one look at the heck in the back and quit on the spot. They had to close the coffee shop and lost out on a ton of money. I just looked at them and reminded them that when I said I would take the dish pit for that shift, that I would be leaving on time. It's not my fault that the banquet crew didn't start bringing down the carts until after 10pm. The general manager looked at the back of house manager and asked him what time they served the meals. 6pm. They said, so you're telling me that your crew took over 3 hours to roll the dishes back downstairs and you didn't do anything about it? What the heck were they doing? Why didn't you assign one or two to push the carts? Then I pointed out that all the carts weren't sorted and that the plates weren't even scraped. The back of house manager gave me the stink eye and the general manager excused me and said to head down to the coffee shop and pick up the busing. The following weekend, I came in and there was a big notice targeted at the banquet guys. All bus pans were to contain only one item, one pan for dinner plates, one pan for side plates, one pan for glassware, another for cutlery. All dishes were to be in the dish pit no later than 15 minutes after being pulled from the table. All plates were to be scraped of excess food waste before going in the pan. The banquet crew was pissed that they actually had to do their jobs, and the back of house manager was pissed that a lowly busboy slash dishwasher put him on the hot seat. They never asked me to take an evening shift again. I don't know if this guy was super chummy with the banquet staff or 
came up from being in the banquet staff and realized how much work it really is and felt like we deserve a break. Or if they were just screwing off and enjoying the banquet themselves practically. Whatever it was, it takes an impressive amount of screwing around for an entire banquet staff to not bring a single bus cart back down over three hours time. Like they literally must have done nothing but just like sat there. This next story is by OK Caregiver 517 colleague told by head teacher that she needs to be more visible. I'm standing at the photocopier next to a very sparky, hard-working administrator. I ask her why she's wearing a high-vis jacket over her normal work clothes and has been for some days. Turns out she was having her annual review and the head said that she needed to be more visible in the school. Quite how an administrator should do this is open to debate. Anyway, she went for full malicious compliance for weeks. Absolute superstar. I mean, honestly, I respect anybody that's willing to go and put a high-vis jacket on and wear it into work like that. It takes a certain level of comfort in your job security and in yourself to just show up to work like that. I don't think I have the confidence to show up wearing a high-vis jacket just while reading these stories, and you can't even see me. And our final story of the day is by Dr. Death MD. You want to make my job harder by doing yours incorrectly? I'll make yours harder by doing mine correctly. I unload oil trains at a refinery. Union Pacific is the railroad that delivers our oil trains to us. Our rail yard has pipe valves, hoses, and drip pans at every spot, each a rail car's length apart. Union Pacific is supposed to line the tank cars up correctly so they match the pipe valves and drip pans. They didn't this morning. They spotted one of our trains so inaccurately that I had to drag the drip pans a hundred miles from beneath the wheel trucks to beneath the center of the rail car. But if the drip pans were that far off, that means the pipe valves were too. They were so inaccurate that the hoses wouldn't reach. So I had to haul three spare hoses all the way from the storage closet to the far end of the tracks. That took 45 minutes. Malicious compliance, FRA, Federal Railroad Administration Law, requires that we set the handbrake on every rail car, but we don't. Union Pacific puts the handbrakes on the first and last, and we just leave them like that because we're relatively lax over here. And I was told that Union Pacific hates having to undo every single handbrake. I think you can already guess what I did. I mean, I'm supposed to, right? I mean, hey, if they're going to screw up their job so bad that you have to spend an hour walking back and forth, hauling these things back and forth, I think it's only a little bit fair that you go to every single rail car and flip those handbrakes on, so that maybe they get the memo that they shouldn't screw up parking so bad. Maybe hang around just a little bit to give them that information. Nobody wants to go into a job where you're expecting some basic routine procedure And because somebody else was lackluster or lackadaisical or just didn't care, you have to work extra hard for the next hour plus. I'd be frustrated too. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 